it's been pretty awesome getting all of the feedback that we've gotten so far online uh, from our our favorite discs of the year episode. I was I was expecting more like controversial opinion or you know more uh not hate but like i can't believe you left this disc out or i can't believe you picked this one over this one uh but everyone so far has been incredibly nice and has you know like surprisingly everyone is like i'm so glad you talked about the lord of the rings disc because those are my favorite discs too or i can't believe you know like people people have been you know tweeting pictures of you know that the discs that we talked about in their collection kind of thing yeah, mostly mostly positive, you know. I saw somebody tweet at me that they have to watch Life and Death of Colonel Blimp and, you know, I mean, cool stuff like that. So, yeah. really neat. Fun episode to do, too. Yeah, totally. Now we just have a uh, hundred more before we can do the next one like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nothing. Yeah, no, we'll we'll get there in a couple of years. <laughs> no, we. Uh, I'm sure we'll do more lists like that sooner than later. We don't need to wait until you know, like 200 to do another favorite discs of something or other. We can just we can we can plan those. You know, we can maybe we can start just uh, including little lists of random things every few episodes or so. Yeah, I think people would dig it. So this isn't really follow-up. This is kind of connected to all of my discussion of the Lord of the Rings extended edition Blu-rays. But uh, because Warner Brothers loves uh, me and loves everyone, they have decided in their uh, infinite love and wisdom to release a new version of Lord of the Rings uh, on Blu-ray. Now, I'm sure you've all seen this set, (laughs) and I'm sure you all have your opinions on it. But let's talk about this uh, this Middle Earth collection that has been unveiled uh, to the public, to much surprise and scorn and uh, <laughs> and amusement. Uh, on November first, Warner Brothers is going to release the Middle Earth Ultimate Collector's Edition. <laughs> this is going to include. The six films of Peter Jackson's trip to Middle-earth, the three Lord of the Rings films, and the three Hobbit films. This is also going to include a little wooden shelf to house the uh, these collector's editions. Uh, it's going to be 30 discs spread across, uh, uh, you know, the six films spread across 30 discs. Th- these are the extended editions of all these films. Uh, you will be able to get the theatrical versions as digital files, uh, a digital like ultraviolet discs, discs. They're ultraviolet files, I guess, or you know, codes for uh, you know included in this set. So you you if you want to watch the theatrical versions, you'll only get them uh, digitally. This is going to include all of the supplements that were released i think on the theatrical and extended edition versions and you will get a little journal sketchbook thing some um i don't know another little book and uh oh a vintage themed disc packaging with faux leather covers gold foil stamping and debossing (laughs) stacked on a beautiful hobbit style wood shelf um now, that sounds lovely. How expensive is it? <laughs> now you would think, okay, so like, we're, what are we talking about here? We're talking about six releases. You know, the, the, in the past, the 
the three film versions of the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings. That's a, you know, you can get it anywhere from let's say $40 to like $60 when it's on sale, maybe a hundred when it's first released. If you know, just to kind of like start off the price at like a reasonable amount for, for three films. And in the, and and I don't think there has been one collected edition of the Hobbit films yet. And so those ones, you know, for the, extended edition films you'd you'd say like 20 to 30 dollars per film when they're on sale you know maybe 30 to 40 dollars uh retail so you know six of these films maybe 200 dollars does that seem reasonable yeah um you know there are they are giving you a little wooden shelf too so let's say like that adds an extra 50 dollars to the thing you know you are getting extra supplements, so maybe like two ninety nine. Um, would that be reasonable? I, I think so. I mean, that you know, that's kind of in the ballpark of what that Harry Potter box set was uh, a few years ago when they when they re released all of the stuff and they gave it to you in like a fancy package and everything. Like, oh, two ninety nine. That's that's pretty high for films that you might already own in editions <laughs> that you might already own with no new supplements added to it. <laughs> Um, let's just check the price of this, uh, <laughs> of this set that Warner Brothers has released. Ooh. Wait a second. This, this can't be seven ninety nine. dollars 99 Brian, can you believe that? Can, I, I just, mean, sometimes I, I wonder if things are just a studio joke, you know, cause how many of those can they possibly sell? I just don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they don't really have to sell very many in order <laughs> for them to, I guess, make their money back on this endeavor. Yeah, yeah. But seven, when it, seven ninety nine. You I, get over like two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars. I just don't know who's plunking down for that. Who's your? I don't know. I just don't. I mean, maybe some somebody, maybe like yourself, who loves the movies and wants to buy them for their kid or something like that. But even then, like, who has? that much money to just throw down for movies like you say that you already anyway this is um, interesting choice this also unfortunately doesn't include the 3d editions of the hobbit films oh so it's just the extended edition just the regular blu-rays not um and again you will get ultraviolet codes for the theatrical stuff but that is crazy this is the craziest thing i have seen <laughs> announced for home video uh maybe ever i mean <laughs> there, you know there there is that ridiculous like w- w- wasn't there like a humidor v- version of um scarface that was like several hundred dollars yeah um i feel like that movie's had a couple ridiculous editions but yeah definitely that and i mean even that felt like you know you're only getting one movie with that but you're getting some kind of fancy thing with it that was just super limited um this like i mean when this was first announced everyone seemed to think like and everyone talking about it was like surely that's just like a and i think this was even kind of teased at several weeks ago or maybe even yeah i think it was several weeks ago like i think maybe there was a listing up online there was no image yet and it was suddenly and it just said like you know middle earth ultimate or like middle earth uce 799 and people were like whoa that's kind of weird like i wonder what this could be like maybe this is going to be the collected edition of everything and then last week they the real press release went out and everyone was just like 
$7.99? That, that, <laughs> surely that's a typo, right? Like, like that can't be the real price, right? Like you could, you could like f- make all of this stuff yourself. You could like carve your own <laughs> wooden shelf. Uh, it's been really funny actually to <sighs> see, um, lots of articles being written about this, uh, kind of hilariously, including ones, I think one on the, the, uh, the one ring.net, the, the Tolkien, like Lord of the Rings fan site, which is one of the best. Uh, they broke down all of the different things that you could do with that money, uh, you know, left over after you, <laughs> if you were to just buy the regular Blu-rays, uh, of this including people were like, oh, you could fly to New Zealand uh, with the money that you save if you were to just, you know, buy regular Blu-rays instead of this one. That's brilliant. Uh, So I, yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how this plays out. Um, I mean, some people have even made the joke like, oh, well, if this doesn't sell, then this is a good excuse for Warner Brothers to say, well, there's not really a market for a collected edition <laughs> of all of the oh Lord of the God. Rings films, so we don't really have to do this anymore because no one's oh. out there buying this stuff anymore. Wow. I mean, it it is it is down to the low price of five ninety nine right now on Amazon, uh, a whole 25% off. Whoa. All right. Excuse me while I make a purchase. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is pretty unbelievable. Uh, and you know, a lot of people have also mentioned the fact that like, I think Peter, Peter Jackson has said, you know, that they could, that there is other documentary material out there that they could have included in this, not, not, not addressing this release specifically, but that like over the years he's said, you know, hopefully one day we'll be able to create one glorious collection of everything and we'll include new, maybe new material bridging the films or you know, new supplements and whatnot. Um, but this release contains none of that. So I unfortunately won't be pre-ordering this, uh, despite the fact that I love these movies so much, but I just, there's no way in the, I mean, uh, no, <laughs> there's a, there's no way, but luckily, uh, there are so many other things that I can, uh, spend my money on these days. So I don't have to worry about not having anything to buy. <laughs> uh, speaking of things getting recollected into uh, little box sets, there's going to be the folks at Kino Lorber Studio Classics, uh, their their Kino Lorber animation collection. They've been doing those DePatty Freeling discs that we've talked about uh, over the past few months, including things like The Inspector and Roland and Ratfink and The Ant and the Aardvark and Tijuana Toads and all that stuff. They uh, are going to start collecting those individual releases into box sets. They've announced the first collection, which is going to include... So so far they've done five different releases, but this first collection is only going to have four of them. Um, It's going to have the Inspector, Roland Radfink, Atten the Aardvark, and Tijuana Toads. Um, So this one isn't going to have um, the Crazy Legs Crane release and uh they have also said i think i think mr lime on uh the the blu-ray.com forums he's the like the kino insider that uh often will like reveal you know upcoming kino things or or tease that stuff do you follow the blu-ray.com forum thread with, Not with mr nearly lime? as much as i should yeah I, I haven't um it's interesting. He gets himself into like a lot of trouble amongst the forum people there. Like 
he's often you know bad mouthing other companies or um, just or <laughs> bad mouthing uh, fans who complain about things or you know complain about like Kino releases or yeah just any releases? yeah ki- specifically Kino stuff like he's very defensive of the Kino stuff and so it um, seems like a Kino employee maybe that's, I mean that's that's the idea is that he's yeah. uh, that he works there he has something to do with Kino and um, I mean I don't know who he really is in real life but I mean, I've been following you know that forum and the Criterion forum and. He is just constantly being discussed and I mean he he kind of like picks fights with the folks at Twilight Time uh, a lot <laughs> and sometimes you'll see Wait, like so there you see them arguing kind like, not Nick dire- Redman arguing not like? directly but like he he'll say something about Twilight Time on the blu-ray.com forum and then oh, yeah. blu-ray or then uh, Twilight Time will will make some kind of joke on Facebook <laughs> and and maybe link to the blueridcom thread or they'll just make some kind of like oh. vague statement like look at the can you believe this guy or something wow. like that so so nick nick's clearly reading oh, before oh yeah <laughs> these i mean they are aware of of the back and forth uh, and and, every, and everyone out there is you know watching this unfold anyway so mr lime uh in the blueridcom thread talked about how there's going to be uh the second set is going to include things like uh, Blue Racer, Sheriff Hoot Clute, Dogfather, and Mr. Jaw. So whenever those, I guess, get their individual releases, um, they'll later be included in a collected version. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you haven't picked up any of these, you can you know, maybe hold off and get this set. Um, unless, of course, those ones are individually like much cheaper than getting them as a set, which sometimes happens. Kino has also, uh, just this past week, just yesterday actually, announced that they're going to be working on a Blu-ray release of Ridley Scott's 1492. This is very exciting. This is one of the best, uh, you know, tellings of um, of Columbus and, and whatnot. Um, I don't think... So has this... Um, has this had a... This definitely hasn't had a Blu-ray release. Uh was there a DVD release of this? Um, I think, you know what? I'm not 100%. I think so. But one thing that's definitely interesting is it's a Paramount title. Okay, it has had a DVD release. Um, oh, this is like a... Or at least there's there's DVDs out there. But I don't know if this has had like a good real edition of it. Certainly not, not like what's going to come from this release. No, definitely not. Um... And then I think you can get it in HD on iTunes right now and Ultraviolet, so Voodoo. Um, but this, I mean, hopefully there's like, I think people have also talked about there being like a longer, or Ridley Scott has even talked about a longer director's cut as he's known to do, you know, longer extended editions. Um, oh yeah, some people in the, the Blu-ray.com uh, comments for this news article are saying that this never got released on DVD. So I wonder if those... DVDs that are listed out there are just like bootleg pirated editions. Could be. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I'm really excited about the Paramount thing because, I mean, I don't think Kino's put out a Paramount movie yet, um, or at least not in this, a contemporary Paramount movie. Um, and, I mean, Olive Films has done that before, but not Kino, so there's a lot of exciting Paramount movies that could come out of that, so that's cool too. Yeah, I think um, I think another one of the like 
reveals maybe in um, in discussing this on the forums was that they someone had said that like um, I think the stuff that Paramount has done with Warner Brothers might not be up for grabs uh, with this, but like titles that Paramount hasn't released through Warner Brothers are up for grabs with Kino. Um, but I might have that, uh, I might have that wrong, but anyway, that sounds, um, you know, very interesting. Yeah. Um, a few other things, uh, has Kino, Kino hasn't announced any other titles that they're working on right over the past week. I don't think so. I feel like they detailed some stuff. Okay. Um, the folks at Sony have unveiled plans for a new uh, MOD program of Blu-rays, uh, including films like Body Double and The Karate Kid Part 3, The Next Karate Kid. Um, the Karate Kid Part 3, which is like, it's so strange that that one didn't end up just getting a regular Blu-ray release. It seems like, I mean, I think it's like on par with Karate Kid Part 2. Like it's, you know, there's there, it's such a, like mm-hmm. a, a concise trilogy well i don't know if concise it's like if i mean it's definitely a trilogy of films those those first three and then you know the next karate kid goes off on a new adventure with hillary swank but yeah um man i must have watched the karate kid part three dozens of times as a kid man that's the one i've seen the least that's interesting i'm gonna watch it again uh i mean i don't know which one i prefer the most like i really like part two when they go to japan yeah two is pretty great um but except for the nose honk <laughs> spoiler alert um wait you don't like the nose honk i mean it's just it's a little it's a little much yeah but it's it's all right i remember liking it at the time they're also gonna be releasing marie antoinette the um the sofia coppola film um kind of disappointing that this is going to get relegated to an mod program um but you know still cool that it's getting a blu-ray at all um which is you know it's been kind of sitting unreleased and some of these titles i mean this one specifically i think people were hoping that criterion might do eventually it seemed like criterion twilight time somebody yeah um so as far as the details of this new program a lot of people are very worried that these are going to be burned discs instead of pressed discs, like what um, the Warner Archive does, pressed stuff, instead of, like, burning them. Um, You know, burning them just leads to more problems. You know, there's just, like, it's lower quality, higher risk of, you know, these discs, I think. Um, I mean, what is is the problem that people have with them? Like, there's more chance of them going bad? Yeah, I think think the... I don't remember where I saw the statistic, but I think it was something like five years ish for recorded media like that. And mm-hmm. then it starts to decay or something. Um, so yeah, I think that's what people are worried about, you know, and, and also the, the price point I think is really high for, um, cause even, I mean, maybe I misunderstood the, the new, that new shout factory stuff, you know, like death stalker, death stalker two, those are limited, but I don't think they're MOD, right? Oh, no, I don't think so either. I don't. I'm pretty sure they they've said that they're not. So I mean, that's the, it's the price point is pretty much the same as those new Shout Factory limited editions, but they're talking about burn on demand discs, and I think that's people just kind of react poorly to that because they realize it's less expensive, and why are you charging so much? And 
you know, yeah, it's it's problematic. Yeah, the the Amazon listings for these pre-orders definitely say that they're BDRs. So uh, we'll see how they end up. I mean, if there's if the price drops down for any of them, I might pick up Karate Kid Part Three just to see what it's like. Actually, you know what? I would probably most likely pick up Marie Antoinette first amongst all of these ones that they've listed. Although I do like that documentary, The Devil and Daniel Johnston. Um, but I don't know if I need to like own it on Blu-ray, but, um, of these, you know, Marie Antoinette is probably the the best of the bunch. I mean, body double is obviously awesome, but you know, we can get better versions of that. Yeah. Um, I guess speaking of body double, there is a new, um, a new company launching in the UK, uh, indicator. Uh, this is a, a new British home video label, um, being found by powerhouse films this is going to kind of be like a you know a competitor to things like arrow and and masters of cinema and um you know all the other kind of boutique labels in the uk um looks like they're going to be having a lot of or releasing a lot of the sony stuff um that you know people like twilight time do here in the u.s um so far they've announced titles like body double uh christine uh, 10 Rillington Place, like, I mean, all these titles have been released here in the U.S. by Twilight Time. Um, these ones, you know, Fat City, Experiment in Terror, uh, Bunny Lake is Missing, um, so lots of cool stuff. These first couple of releases are coming out on October 3rd, uh, Body Double and Christine. Um, I gotta, I gotta say that, like, this is pretty tempting, you know, to start collecting these. Uh, I like the overall like design of the covers that they've shown so far like so far they've only shown christine and body double uh i like the little rainbow logo thing that they have at the top i mean it kind of reminds me in a way of the old criterion logos that had that little strip across the top i mean this is obviously different in that it's a rainbow instead of like a little black black bar but i like you know their use of the poster art like having it kind of be like a clean image i mean they don't have the little uh, British, you know, rating logo on the covers, which I have to imagine are going to be there when they're released. They can't, they, I don't think they can get away with not including those on them. It's kind of tricky to not have them on the picture though. Yeah, I know. That'll be like disappointing to get those and then say like, Oh, look, these beautiful covers again, uh, you know, ruined by this little rating logo. So are we for sure these are region locked? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen any discussion. You can follow Indicator now on Twitter. And I don't even, you know, I don't even know if they've kind of officially made their unveiling uh, public yet. I mean, they, this is, you know, there's a, there's stories going around. Their Twitter is up, but I think even on their Twitter, they said something like, we'll be officially announcing stuff on the 26th. So in a few days from now. Um, you know, it'll be, it's, you know, we don't really know who, who is behind this yet as far as like the people involved, but it does kind of seem like, you know, they have a very direct connection with, with Sony and it'll be interesting to see how these compare to the, uh, Twilight Time releases that have gone out here in the States. Um, I think they're going to be limited to, uh, 5,000, 5,000. Yeah. I think that's what they said for these for this first run of uh of releases and then you know like whether or not they 
reissue them kind of like what Twilight Time does here. We'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Um, they're a little expensive again for these exclude these like smaller, you know, like titles that, I mean, with Christine, it's so weird that Christine has gotten all these different releases. Um, especially since Sony has now kind of officially released a version of it here in the States after having it, you know, sell out from twilight time. Um, it's so weird that they decided to once again do a, a limited run version uh, in the UK. But, you know, I guess I guess they got to keep selling this uh, this one film uh, of John Carpenter's. These are going to include supplements and they are going to include commentary tracks. And so these look like, you know, nicely designed stacked discs for, you know, not too high of a, of a price point, I think, for a limited edition run of some it's of these. It's kind of Aero comparable price, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, a lot of the Aero stuff in the UK drops pretty low compared to what, uh, you know, the, their initial markup is like. Um, of these titles that they've announced, are there any that uh, Twilight Time hasn't done yet that you know of? I think the Anderson tapes. Uh-huh. Um... I feel like that might be uh, Happy Birthday to Me. That's only come out in a double pack from Mill Creek so far. At least as far as the states. Um, Lady from Shanghai. I don't think Twilight Time did that. That was TCM and then Mill Creek. Mm-hmm. But I think the rest are all have come out from Twilight Time. I wonder how. Um I mean, it's so it's so fascinating to see Sony doing this MOD program here in the states, and then to have this launch um, yeah. right around the same time, or like be, be announced right around the same time. Like, you know, it just seems like there there are these companies out there that w- are willing to take some of the stuff. I mean, maybe the, this MOD program is going to just be things that no one wants to license. Um, I mean, which is strange, you know, like we said with Marie Antoinette. But maybe maybe everyone has passed on it so far. Maybe like they just don't have a, a great master or, or supplements that they can, you know, license out to anyone, and so none of the the third parties are saying are biting on that one. I can't believe Body Double didn't get picked up by somebody though. Yeah, me either. I mean, that just seems so strange. Um, so I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, in October when these come out. But um, I plan on picking up at least. You know, maybe I. I, don't, I guess I don't know which which of these ones I would pick up first, but um, I don't I don't think I need another version of Christine. Um, but maybe I'll pick up this body double release. I have that one too already, so I don't I don't need that one either. I think uh, Happy Birthday to Me and maybe the Anderson tapes are the two I would get from this first group. Yeah, I mean the rest I have on Twilight Time. Yeah, I mean maybe if the supplements are different enough or. You know, or the if if these new trans if they have new transfers that maybe they didn't license or they that they didn't give to Twilight Time, then maybe that would make it, uh, you know, more appealing. Yeah, I'm just guessing it's Sony, and I I don't think they're going to have new transfers, but that's just a, you know, stab in the dark. So a couple of other UK releases that have been uh, announced or revealed, Eureka is going to be working on uh, Luis Buñuel's uh, Death in the Garden from 1956. And then they're also going to be working on the anime Metropolis from 2001, which was based on the uh, Osamu Tezuka m- manga from back in the, the 40s. 
This one, I don't think this has had a Blu-ray release, unless there's maybe one in Japan, but um, I own this on DVD somewhere in my in my collection, um, and I like it a lot. I mean, it's kind of like a cross, you know, it's like a, it's like a anime version of the Fritz Lang Metropolis with, with a little bit of like Blade Runner thrown in as well. Nice. Um, so yeah, I like it a lot. I'm, I'm curious to see if this makes it into the uh, Masters of Cinema line or if this is just going to be a, you know, Eureka release kind of similar to what they've done in the past with like, you know, other like genre stuff or just, you know, catalog titles that, that don't fit into the, like the Masters of Cinema branding. So we'll see. Um, a few other things, there's going to, uh, 88 Films has announced a few new titles, including uh, Ghost Town and Intruder and Once Upon a Crime. Um, these are going to be coming in late 2016, they say. I don't know if we have any more like f- firm dates on, on when those are coming, though. And let's see, a few other things. Uh, the There's this Almodovar collection, which is coming in... Uh, in September, I think in the UK is, uh, first, but this is one that people are hoping, um, I get, they've just like detailed more of what, what the, is going to be included in these releases, including like, you know, featurettes and, um, you know, introductions by Jose Arroyo and, uh, I think a few other interviews and, uh, trailers and whatnot, nothing like, you know, no big documentary or anything, but, this one is going to be six discs. There's been rumors a lot recently over the past year or so that Criterion is going to be working on the Elmodovar films as well. So, um, you know, if you're interested in this, you might want to hold off and just wait and see if Criterion ends up doing their own version of this title, of this kind of a collection. Uh, one thing that just came out that was announced, uh, like just over the past few days is this new animated release from Warner brothers, of a uh, feature of, of Batman, you know, the 1960s Batman version though, called Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. And it's going to feature the voices of Adam West, Burt Ward, and Julie Newmar. Amazing. This is pretty amazing. Like this has to be one of the coolest things that uh, the DC animated, uh, you know, releases have done so far. Um, it's weird. Okay. It's an animated release, right? That's what I took from the trailer thing I saw. Okay. Cause I'm like, it just feels like, oh yeah, fully animated. Okay. For some reason, like they don't describe it as animated on the cover or anything. And for, and I was like looking through it and like, oh, I hope this is, this is animated. Um, anyway, it is, but, uh, it's so awesome that they got, uh, you know, Adam West and Burt Ward and Julie Newmar to come back and do the voices. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, this this has to be like a nice bounce back in terms of like good publicity for the animated division after the kind of like lackluster uh, opinions on the um, what was that most recent uh, one with uh, the the Joker story? Oh, uh, Killing Joke. Killing Joke, yeah. Um. Although that one did really well, and I think they, when they showed it in theaters, they were, it was making like uh, pretty good money for a, you know, a, a release that they only sent out to limited theaters for like a one-time showing. Like it, it did surprisingly well. 
but I guess it had a lot of name recognition. And so there was a lot of people, you know, planning to go. I don't know if, if it had, uh, you know, if they had tried to have it go for multiple weeks, word of mouth might've, you know, hurt it a little bit. All right. So, um, was there any other news, uh, that we should talk about? I'm just going to quickly scroll down my list of, of things here, but was there anything else that you had that we should talk about? No, I don't think so. Oh, you know, uh, one other thing that I saw that uh, Bill Hunt was talking about on over at the Digital Bits was that he saw that there's, or he has heard now that the um, Star Trek, the animated series, uh, is definitely getting a standalone release and that it's going to be coming, um, or actually I think maybe StarTrek.com was the one, were the ones who uh, first posted about this, but um, it's going to be getting a standalone Blu-ray release on November 15th. So if you didn't want to buy that, uh, that collection, um, which is going to have all that stuff, inc- including this, um, you know, you can wait and get the, the individual one. All right. So let's quickly run down a few of the things that came out this week, uh, on Blu-ray. I haven't had a chance to watch very much of the stuff this week. Um, although there are two criterion titles, uh, available now, including the, um, Blu-ray upgrade of Woman in the Dunes, the Tachikahara film, uh, which was once upon a time included in that box set, but is now a part, you know, a, a single standalone release. And then, uh, the Tony Richardson film from 1961, A Taste of Honey. Those are both now, uh, available on Blu-ray. Um, and we'll be talking about those probably in a couple of weeks now on the, the upcoming episode of Chronicles. They both look gorgeous, by the way. Like both of these transfers are just like stunning. You know, they're both black and white films, but they just—it's uh, like so crisp and clean. It's great. Um, so lots of uh, or several Kino releases this week, I think, right? Yeah, um, Modesty Blaze, the uh, Monica Vitti, you know, '60s spy comedy yeah i mean kind of like we, we talked about this when it was first revealed that they were working on it but you know this was a big influence on the austin powers films yeah and i i watched some of it today and you can definitely see it has that you know great you know 60s deco aesthetic you know from her you know little her her spy pad where she lives and and just the set design and the costumes and music and everything so it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting, you know, sort of relic from the time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the keynote releases that I was excited about this week is the Fritz Lang, uh, you know, serial film thing, uh, The Spiders, which is now available on Blu-ray. It was it was once upon a time released uh, on DVD from Kino, and now it's uh, available on Blu-ray. But um, a pretty fun kind of. Uh, you know, point in his career, this is kind of, you know, you know, if you, you can kind of look at it like a, you know, a precursor to things like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, you know, those, those old like adventure serial type stories, but, uh, I think it looks pretty good. It's, you know, it's pretty long. It's like, uh, 173 minutes. So it's, um, but, uh, I think it's great. Well, I was going to say, speaking of potential influences on Raiders, um, Chandu the Magician is another Kino release from this week. Um, kind of a, 
I, I mean, it's it's a it's a vehicle ultimately for Bela Lugosi, but um, definitely sort of a supernatural, adventure serial sort of feel, um, and a movie I'd never seen before. Uh, a few other ones. There's a DVD release of the Terrence Davies film, Sunset Song. This one I was hoping was going to get like you know I think Magnolia is the one who released this. Um, I don't know if they, I don't think they might have put this out on Blu-ray. It might only be, be available uh, in the UK on Blu-ray right now. I think this is one of the ones where they, you know, I think Magnolia might be easing up off of the Blu-ray releases for some of their titles, which is kind of disappointing, but... Oh, that's a bummer. Um, I'd imagine, you know, it's probably just, it's tough out there these days for some home video companies. I know, like, Oscilloscope doesn't release Blu-rays for everything these days. And so I wonder, I guess Magnolia is doing the same, but Sunset Song is the adaptation of this Scottish novel. And if you like Terrence Davies movies, this movie is just um, so beautiful and the the performance. So it's the story of this woman growing up in Scotland and around the, the turn of the century, it's kind of like leading up to World War One, And um, the you know she she lives with her lives with her family her mother passes away and she has to kind of take care of her abusive father and uh eventually you know like it's kind of a coming of age story but it's just so many beautiful shots of of scotland and just these really powerful like moving performances i i, I really liked that i got a chance to see it at the portland international film festival earlier this year and i thought it was great but i I really wish this was available on Blu-ray, but uh, unfortunately not. Uh, let's see. Is there anything? So the uh, I guess a few other things. There's the the latest season of The Walking Dead is out now. Um, are you still not watching it? <laughs> yeah, I'm still not watching it. Uh, this season was pretty interesting. I mean, this is you know leading up to the big reveal of. Um, you know the 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 latest villain to to threaten the our our group of of heroes um you know leaving on a pretty big cliffhanger that disappointed a lot of people or you know like angered a lot of people um i won't get into too many spoilers here but you know i th- i think this show is still holding up and it's you know it's still fun to go back and you know to watch every week um i don't know if this is a show that i'm ever going to go and rewatch from the beginning but um you know, I'm a, a sucker for post-apocalyptic stuff, and this show continues to, you know, try to put our heroes in difficult positions, and, you know, I still like it. Um, are you watching The Strain, or have you watched any of The Strain? I haven't, but my wife and my son are addicted to it, and they got really excited when the se- second season finally showed up on Hulu, like, this week, I think, or maybe oh, yeah. late last week, because mm-hmm. they went through the first season and then were totally on Hulu and then were absolutely hooked and were super bummed that they couldn't watch any. Hulu has that weird thing that they'll do where they withhold that newest season until right before the n- next season comes out. Yeah, I also don't like how they the way that sometimes they'll only show you the last several episodes, and That's so like if you like if, if you like catch up on one season and then you're like okay I'm ready to go to season two and then you're like oh well this season is currently airing or something and it's like 
oh, well, you can only watch the most recent five episodes. And so if you want to watch the first five episodes of, of a season, then you have to like either go buy them individually or watch them through other means. It's just like, it's always a headache. Yeah. I don't get that. Especially when you're paying for a subscription. I don't think those episodes should, I mean, obviously they negotiated something with those studios. That's like, you know, trying to get people to watch stuff on TV, I guess. I don't know. Or buy it. But yeah, two things Hulu does. I don't like, um, a couple of other things. The, uh, the, the sequel to the Huntsman is now available. Uh, the, this is the Huntsman winter's war with starling, uh, starring Chris Hemsworth, obviously is like the Huntsman. And then Shelley Theron comes back and Emily Blunt as the ice queen. Um, I, you know, despite all of the negative reviews of the first movie, uh, I really liked the first movie. And so I was kind of excited to watch the second one. And I've watched, uh, I haven't finished it yet, but I did start the beginning of it. It is very clunky and almost like I kind of wanted to just turn it off right away, but I do, I am a sucker for fantasy stuff like this. And so, uh, I'm going to keep watching it and I don't think it's as quite as bad as people were making it out to be, but, um, I don't think they're going to end up making any more of these. It doesn't seem like it anyway. Yeah, I just like that they've given us another um, sequel tag, basically. So in, instead of Electric Boogaloo or um, Destination London or Back in the Hood, people can now say Winter's War as a generic sequel title. I mean, it's also funny because it's like, you know, having the Ice Queen in this story is so funny in that it like when you when we were watching the trailers for this, it so clearly felt like they were trying to ride the wave of popularity of frozen is like a here's like a tale for for the grown-ups who like who had to watch frozen a million times with their kids <laughs> and now you can watch this movie which kind of has you know like a, a tale of sisters and uh an ice queen but uh you know or an ice queen with superpowers <laughs> and uh but me but it's going to be you know like in this huntsman universe I guess another big title that was released this week is the uh, Shout Select uh, release of Midnight Run. Which I'm currently running in the background. How does it look? Um, I don't I don't know. Something's funky with my TV, I think. I'm getting some... I mean, it, they're definitely preserving a lot of grain, but there's some shots that almost look like they have white digital noise on them or something. The grain is so strong. So I think my, my system's messed up or my player's messed up. I don't think it's how this transfer looks i think it looks pretty good um but what's it going to take for you to give this one another shot i'm just curious Uh, uh, it will take uh someone buying me the blu-ray is what it will take okay (laughs) will take uh i just don't i don't know no no i understand i just i really want to get your second opinion on it because when when did you watch it or it's been a long time since i watched this movie because i just i really think you you might like it more now yeah but Uh, i might but I like that t- today is a Midnight Run Day and also Nice Guys Day. Um, so you get two sort of buddy movies. And The Nice Guys maybe my favorite movie of the year. It's right up there with Everybody Wants Some for me. Um, so two really great buddy comedies out in the same day is pretty cool. Um, speaking of shout uh, releases... Did you get a chance to watch any of the new Transformers, the anim- the Transformers the movie Blu-ray yet? 
I did. Yes. Uh, it looks pretty great. Yeah, I was excited, and and that they have both the full frame and widescreen versions. Yeah. Uh, did you try watching the full frame one? No, uh, <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to, but it's interesting that it's there. It's nice to have. Yeah. Um, when I when I started watching it, there's like a shot pretty early on the, where the film is like is out of focus in one of those shots, um, and someone I tweeted a picture of it, and then someone tweeted me back saying like, "Oh, I think this was also out of focus on the DVD too." Oh. And then uh, Brian Ward from Shot Factory replied to both of us saying that this is just they they couldn't find a version of it that wasn't out of focus that it's just like you know it's it's like a known problem with with the the release. I mean they did a, they did the scan from an inner positive of it, um, but I guess that just you know however they got it like there's just no way of correcting that that out of focus shot. But anyway, it wasn't, I mean, it didn't take me out of it. It just was like, it suddenly felt like, Ooh, this looks really blurry all of a sudden <laughs> right away. Uh, and then, you know, it, it corrected itself in the next moment, but it just felt strange. But other than that, though, like the, the you know, the colors just look beautiful and, uh, I, man, I can't wait. I mean, we can, we can talk more about this when it, when it gets, you know, it's official release, but the review copies are going out and, uh, it looks really good. Yeah, I'm excited. And and made me realize I don't have G.I. Joe the movie, which came out years ago uh, on Blu-ray, and so I, have to, I had to order that. But oh, yeah. Amazon, I think a lot of people got the same idea because Amazon was out of stock on it, <laughs> and they still haven't come back into stock, I don't think. Uh-huh. So I'm still waiting now and kicking myself for not having gotten that years ago. I don't know why I didn't. Um, was there anything else out this week that you wanted to mention? Um... Let me see. There was a couple things, I think. Um, oh, there's one called City on Fire that is kind of an obscure disaster movie um, that Scorpion put out today. It's got Leslie Nielsen in it, and it's basically you know, a fire disaster movie, but it's one of the lesser-known ones that, I don't know, I think disaster movie fans should check out. I'm a fan. Um, obviously, Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 1 came out. Oh, yeah. Did you watch any of that yet? I didn't, and I just went ahead and got the Blu-ray, so now I have no excuse. I'm going to check it out finally. Yeah, I was reading some, some pretty positive reviews uh, of that show so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be up my alley. I'm not yeah. too worried. Um, I think there's Three Bad Men from Kino. That's one I forgot. That's an early John Ford, I think, silent western. I could be wrong. Um, that I think he remade as Three Godfathers later, uh-huh. and then Psycho Four: The Beginning from Scream Factory. So next week, there's some pretty cool stuff coming out. Next week is the uh, we'll see the release of Re- Star Wars Rebels season two, uh, the new adaptation of the Jungle Book from uh, John Favreau, the the uh, AMC miniseries of the the Night Manager, which was based on that Jean Le Carre uh, novel, which I really enjoyed a lot, um, and then the Criterion releases of the, of the Immortal Story and Chimes at Midnight. Um, Kino is going to be releasing Fritz Lang's Destiny next week on Blu-ray. So uh, there's some pretty good stuff coming out next week. Nice. 
All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for uh, all of the feedback that you sent us from last week's episode uh, when we talked about our favorite uh, home video releases. Uh, feel free to keep on sending those uh, those your own list of what you what you would have picked if you had uh, been on the show. Thanks again for everyone who downloads and listens each week, and we'll see you next week.